Welcome to Everyday Expression, featuring the ministry of Pastor Kevin West and Expression Church from Huntington, West Virginia. Let's join in live now from the sanctuary of Expression Church for a powerful word straight from God for your everyday real life. See how far I can get. I, can, I feel the Lord just moving, tugging. I can see this thing becoming more clear. And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take Elijah up into heaven by the whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me to go to Bethel. But Elijah said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So Elijah looks at Elisha and says, okay, come on, we're going to Bethel. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha. And they said to him, do you know that the Lord will take away your master from you today? And he said, yeah, I know, but don't tell everything you know. Just because you got a word, just because you know something's about to happen, don't mean you go tell everybody. I'm adding that in there, by the way. He just says, keep silent. But to make it relevant to us, the bottom line is, sometimes when the Lord's telling you something, you better make sure you know who you're telling it to, right? As the Lord increases his volume to us and our ears open to hear, we're gonna have to be trusted with the voice that God gives us, the word that he puts in our heart. We're gonna have to be trusted. Middle school, you're dismissed, by the way. You are dismissed. There they all go. And there'll be a quiz back there for the first three chapters, or first three verses of this for you guys. Caden. <laughs> That's my boy. That's what I'm just telling you. I'll be telling about that later. Then Elijah said to him, Elijah, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. First it was Gilgal, right? Then he went to Bethel. Now he's going to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives... And as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Now the sons of the prophet who were at Jericho came to Elijah and said to him, do you know that the Lord will take, you, will take away your master from you today? And he answered and said, keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, stay here please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jordan. But he said, the Lord lives, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I'm not leaving you. We are glued at the hip, I'm gone. So the two went on over to Jericho, or to Jordan. And the 50 of the men of the sons of the prophets went and stood facing them at a distance. Watch this. This is what I wanted to get to. While the two of them stood by the Jordan, there was 50 prophets from the school of the prophets had went from a, from a distance and began to watch what happened because they already heard the word of the Lord that Elijah was gonna be taken up by a whirlwind today. Elisha heard it and knew it, but Elisha wasn't gonna leave his, 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 his master. He wasn't gonna leave him, so he's going with him. But the 50 people that were watching from a distance said, I gotta see this thing for myself. Now Elisha took the mantle and rolled it up, the master did. He struck the water and it was divided this way and that so that the two of them crossed over, let's look at this, they crossed over on dry ground the Jordan. And so it was when they crossed over on dry ground that Elijah said to Elijah, ask what may I do for you 
before I am taken away from you. Elisha said, look at this, this is pretty bold. Elisha looks at him and says, I want a double portion. I don't want your money. I don't want your influence. I don't want the house you live. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want the following you have at your prophet school. I don't want any of that. What I do want, I want a double portion of your spirit and let it be upon me. I want your heart and the grace and anointing on your life, but I want a double portion of it. Now, he would have gotten a double portion of it. Watch what happens here. And so he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taking from you, it shall be so for you. But if you don't see it, you're not gonna get it. You gotta see me go up if you wanna catch what I have. You don't get to see me go down, you gotta see me go up. Verse 11, then it happened. 50 people watching from a distance. Elijah knows that God had just told him earlier, I'm taking you up. I'm bringing you with me. Elisha knows it, and Elisha goes to Elijah and says, listen, I don't want anything you have, I just want that double portion of your spirit. Now it's about to go down. It's about to happen. Then it happened, as they continued on and talked, that suddenly a chariot of, the, of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. Boom. Now listen, Elisha wasn't gonna be separated from Elijah. He already said, wherever you go, and as long as you're alive, I'm gone. As long as there's breath in your body, we're together. The fire come down and separated the two of them. Elijah now is separated from Elisha. Separated the two of them, and Elijah went up by whirlwind into heaven. Verse 12. And Elijah, look at this, Elisha saw it. He cried out, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes. He tore it into pieces, two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood at the last place that he was with him. He went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took his mantle, the mantle of Elijah that had given and fallen from him, and struck the water, and he said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also struck the water, it was divided that way, and Elijah crossed over also on dry ground. Verse 15. Now when the sons of the prophets, who were from Jericho, saw what they saw, they were the ones from watching from a distance, the spirit of Elijah rested on Elijah. They saw the waters parted. So they recognized we were right. God was gonna take him up. What they didn't know, what it was gonna fall on Elisha. That Elisha was gonna carry a double portion of what his father did. And they came to meet him and they bowed down to the ground before Elisha. Then they said to him, look now, there were 50 strong men with your servants. Please let the 50 go search for your master. Hmm lest perhaps the spirit of the Lord has taken him up and cast him up on some mountain somewhere. And he said, you shall not go. I'm gonna stop right there for a minute. I want you to picture this. Elisha just lost his father, his, the father, spiritual father. It's the first time in the scripture 
where we go from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to family spiritual father, family fathers to spiritual fathers because Elisha was not related to Elijah. He was his spiritual father. When Elijah was taken up, the mantle fell upon Elisha and because Elisha saw him go up into heaven, a double portion of what his father was carrying fell upon him, right? Distantly, there was 50 people that were watching what was going on. The prophets, the ones that already knew that that was gonna happen. Look what the prophetic did when there was a change. When Elijah, they were all prophets school, from, from Elijah's prophet school. Elijah set up the school. His students watched him go up. They immediately come to Elisha when God was ready to do a brand new thing, they come to Elisha and said, let us go find him. We gotta be careful in the season that we're in that God is doing a brand new thing in your life. And we wanna go back and recover something that God just did away with. When that ended, a brand new thing started. Rather than go back and try to get back and find a memorial and dig up something or find up, because that was familiar to us. You may not be able to hear, listen to me guys, you may not be able to hear God in this season like you heard him in the last season, but you better be able to hear him. And because you haven't heard him the last season, you may hear him this season differently, you better know what to do with what you hear. Don't be intimidated and afraid to step out into something brand new. Elisha said to them, no, you should not send anyone. Now watch what happens. But when they urged him, because the prophetic kept knocking on the door. Listen, this is a day and age where the prophetic word of God is going to become so loud in the body of Christ and in the world, more so than we've ever heard in our lifetime. What is that prophetic voice of God? It's when God begins to speak to people that have an ear to hear what he is saying and are not intimidated to speak what he says. Then it puts things in motion for people to follow, to build and, and encourage and edify the whole body of Christ, to bring us into maturity in the body. Are you following me? It's going to happen, it's already happening. When God begins to do something so new, we've gotta be careful that the old way we heard isn't something that we are only trained to hear and don't allow God to hear something let me give you an example, okay? I'm standing over here. Coach Bryant's feeling what he's feeling. We're singing victory in Jesus. We're singing it. It's good. I'm blessed by it. I had tears in my eyes. I could feel that song. I'm watching them pray for him while we're singing victory in Jesus. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to just sing victory in Jesus and him back up there feeling like that. Right? So I said, immediately I tuned in, I said, God, what are you trying to show me? I don't know what everybody else is gonna see, but what are you showing me? I'm showing you that's a microcosm while the church is going to church every Sunday, preaching the same sermons every Sunday, singing the same songs every Sunday, doing the same thing they always do, building a program. People are still hurting all around them and they don't even see them. They're praying, they're singing, they're doing all the wonderful, and they're right. It's not wrong what we were doing. It was good intentions. But sometimes you gotta stop and do the ministry rather than just sing about the ministry. Sometimes you gotta get engaged rather than just analyze. That's what the country has enough of right now. We've got armchair quarterbacks. We've got people giving us 
analysts and we've got commentaries and my God, everybody, and, and, and the way this whole year is starting to heat up, I promise you, commentary is coming out of the woodwork. It, everybody's gonna, you're gonna see who's for who and who's for not for who. It's gonna get weird and crazy. Are, are you following me? It's getting gonna get crazy. So you don't have the luxury of just falling into the commentary business. We've got to make sure we're hearing what is fresh to be the voice of God today. Otherwise, we'll be the same people that go back up and try to dig up something that God has already removed and taken away. They went back. Finally, they wore Elisha down. But when they urged him till he was ashamed, he said, all right, go. Therefore, they went and sent 50 people, and they searched for three days. They didn't find him. He wasn't on the side of a mountain. He wasn't in the valley somewhere. God had taken him back to heaven. He went straight to heaven and didn't even die. Verse 18. And when they came back to him, they went back to Elijah, for he had stayed in Jericho. He said to them, didn't I not tell you? I should have, what he's saying is, I should have went with my first impression. Didn't I tell you you shouldn't have went? You wasted three days of your time and got me three days off of my balance. I, you shouldn't have gone. We'll be right back with more Everyday Expression. The Bible says that the afflictions of the righteous are many, but that the Lord delivers them through them all. And so what I've learned in my life is that life is God's classroom and He trains us in trouble. Because let's be honest, if we never had trouble, we'd never need faith. If we're honest, and faith is a muscle that you train and you have to grow. Um, if you're like me, whenever it's hitting the fan, I am in prayer, I am in God's presence, I am in the Word, I am singing hallelujah. But when things are going good, it's kind of hard to fit in the course of a day, right? And so if we never had trouble, would we ever really know how much we need God. So God trains you in trouble. God never promised a life without rain. He never promised a life without storms. In fact, rain is required for growth. Trouble sometimes is required to grow you, to show you what you carry, to show you something about God and who He is. And sometimes when you go through these battles of life, you're gonna get scars. You're gonna have battle scars. Have you ever had any scars on your body that you, when you look at them, you remember exactly how you got them? I have one on my, on my lip that I was disobedient to my mom. She said, don't hang upside down in the tree, you'll fall on your head. Well, guess who hung upside down in the tree, fell on her head, and I have a scar to prove it. Um, and what's interesting about scars is that if you have the memory attached to it and you learn the lesson, then you don't do that thing again. Guess who's never hung upside down in a tree again? So there are scars that show us something and teach us lessons, but there's also scars that remind us of something. I have scars on my body from having my children, and they are a reminder when I see them of God's blessings and what He's given me. So if you've got scars today, don't be ashamed of them. Don't hide them. Some are there to remind you of God's goodness. Some of them are there to remind you of hard lessons learned, but they're all there to show you that the afflictions of the righteous are many, but God sees us through them all. 
This has been Pastor Maria Reynolds with Curator Ministries and Expression Ministries Network. If you'd like any more information about Curator Ministries, please visit the Facebook page today or subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can also email Pastor Maria at maria at exmn.org. We hope that today's ministry has been a blessing to you so far. I speak on behalf of Pastor Kevin West and Expression Church when I say it's an honor and a privilege to get to minister all across the world. The only way that we can reach the world is through people helping financially sowing into the ministry. People just like yourself who have been blessed and are truly feeding from this ministry. So if you feel like that's you today and you'd like to join in and begin to sow so that the message of the kingdom of God can spread into all areas of the nations, I encourage you today, visit expchurch.org, click on the word give, or you can also text give by sending a message to the number 84321 and the text giving amount. We hope again that you have been blessed by this ministry and that you will experience the expression of Jesus Christ in your everyday real life. We're back with more everyday expression. Then the men of the city said to Elisha, here's what's beautiful, here, please notice the situation of our city. It's pleasant, it's a good city. It's got all kinds of potential, as you can see. But the water is bad and the ground's not bringing forth fruit. What in the world is this? This is a picture of today. You got the prophetic people looking for an old way of doing it and the people of the city, the worldly people, coming into the, the man of God going, help us, help us. They're looking for an old thing while the people of the city are crying out for something new. The people of the, that was not 50 prophets coming up going, hey, you can see our city's in bad shape because the water's bad and it's, the land's barren. That was people of the city. That was men of, the, men of everyday life that were not even a part of the crew. If you will see and listen and learn to hear and turn your ear towards the way God is speaking to us today, the world will tell you what God's saying. They're crying out for freedom. They're crying out for help. They're more divided than they've ever been. And the more division they're crying out in the middle of, they're coming to the church going, can somebody bring me into some sort of unity? Can somebody give me peace? Because all I feel is confusion. And the two things that were missing that Elijah had to deal with that was under Elijah, but now it's under his care, his, his, his governorship, his leadership, is two things. The water is bad, which makes the ground barren. In other words, it's not, the water in the scripture always represents spirit. He's saying, they're coming to him and saying, it's, there's a bad spirit in this city. But you can see, Elisha, we got all this potential here. Look at all this potential. The city's pleasant, but the water's bad. He comes to the prophet. He comes to the man of God. He comes to the man and he says, can you not see how much potential this city and the people of this city have? We got one problem, he says. It's, we, got a, we got a bad water system. We got a bad spiritual issue. We got a spiritual problem that's causing our land and our ground to be barren and it's not causing forth growth in people's life. 
Elisha does this, verse 20. And he said, bring, look at this, bring me a new bowl and put some salt in it. So they brought a, a bowl, a vial, and they put salt in that vial and they brought it to Elisha. Then he went out to the source of the water. He went right in the midst of the situation. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? If you got an ear, you got to hear this. If he, went, he took the salt, went right out into the middle of the situation. He went out to the source of the water, into the spirit of the city, and he cast the salt that was in the bowl, in the container, and he said, thus saith the Lord, I have healed your spirit today. From here, from it, there shall be no more death or barrenness in this city. So the water remains healed to what day? To the day this whole passage was written. According to the word of what? Elisha. That's powerful to me. What am, what am I saying in a parable? What I'm saying is, Elisha was the man of God, represented the church, the face of God in the earth, the body. The people of the city came to him and said, we got a bad spirit here, man. We're not, we're not producing a fruit, and we got all this potential. The prophetic people came to him because they sit under an older way, came to him, and their default was to try to find the old way because they didn't want to give up the old way. I'm challenging us today, all of us prophetic people, we've got to be very careful, not that we do away with what we learned, but we want to be fresh in what we hear today. Are, are you following me? You're going to have to hear something fresh today because God is doing something new today. Now let me fast forward. Then he comes, bring me the salt. The salt is, is, the, is the anointing that God gives on your grace on your life. If it loses its savor, it has nothing good for anybody just to walk on the trap on the ground. Jesus said that. So what's he saying? That thing that God placed inside of you individually, you are the vials, you're the bowl, you're the container that the salt is in. What's he saying to do? Take the salt into the spirit of the city and release the salt into the spirit of the city and no more will you have barrenness in your land. Am I making sense? Amen. Are you sure? Because this happened 2,000 years ago. There was a man named John the Baptist which was in the spirit of Elijah. And he comes and he's baptizing in the river where? Jordan. Right where that place took, that, that picture took place. Right where Elijah was caught up in the Jordan River. Right? Here comes John the Baptist baptizing people. Doing his way. Prophetic. My God, he's a prophet. Prophet, prophetic. Baptizing people to righteousness. Baptizing people to their repentance, under repentance. Here comes this man, this tall, lean, Galilean man comes walking down the street. He walks up to the river, Jordan. John the Baptist sees him and recognizes, I'm Elijah, that's Elisha. Something new is about ready to take place. Behold, the spirit of Elisha, the lamb of God that's here to take away the, I'm only baptizing you under repentance. That guy's going to take it all away. He gets a double portion of everything I'm doing. 
And Elisha comes walking down in the, Yeshua, Jesus, comes walking down in the Jordan River. John the Baptist looks at him and says, I need to be baptized of you. But Jesus, knowing the spirit of which he was, looks at Elisha, John the Baptist, and says, no, no, no. I have to be baptized of you. If I don't see you go up, I don't get a double portion of what you got. You can't go down, you gotta go up. Elisha, Jesus comes walking down in the river Jordan. He baptized, he comes up out of the water and look what the father says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Jesus gets up out of that water goes walking into the wilderness for 40 days to be tempted, coming from the Jordan. He's just like Elisha took the mantle and split the dry water open. When Jesus went down in the water, he came up, the water was split wide open. Jesus split the Jordan River too, only to usher in something brand new. And there were two kinds of people in the world that day. There were the prophets, the Pharisees, the religious people that were over here going, we gotta go look for something old. We, got, we, gotta, we gotta protect what we have back here. And then there was these 12 that Jesus had that were looking for something fresh and new. And Jesus looked at them in the spirit of Elisha and says, you're the salt of the earth. If the spirit is bad in your home, take the salt and change the spirit so the land cannot be barren any longer. If your, if your school system is dead and barren, take the salt that I placed in you because don't let the salt lose its savor. And you go into the school system and you make it change the spirit. If you're in the medical field, if you're in science or whatever it might be for, 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 for medicine, Please take the salt that I placed inside of you, go into the field, change the spirit of the thing so it can bear forth good fruit. If you're in the business world, if you're in technology, if you're in arts and entertainment, you're in sports, I give you the gifts and the talents and the grace and then I place you in those settings for you to take the salt that I've given you, and you be the salt of the world to the people. You have the power to change it if you go into the world knowing who you are. Amen. That's why Jesus, when he went, coming out of Jordan River and out of the 40 days of wilderness, he comes in the city and he goes, he's looking, he goes, I'm ready to go into the city that's barren. Because they would, and who would come to him? The prophetic people, when I say prophetic people, I'm talking about the religious system there, because that's all that was there at that day. There was prophetic people prophesying, but those weren't in the mainstream. They were in the outskirts of town. They were prophesying and prophesying like Zechariah and Elizabeth. Those were happening, but over here, the, 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 the voice or the finger on the pulse of the city were all these, these, these religious people, chief priests. Here they were. They're coming to him going, who does he think he is? Who does this man think what does he think he, we, we, we're trying to protect an old institution. But Jesus comes and says, I'm, I'm the bread from heaven. I'm the light of the world. Everything that you're looking for is in me. Are, are you following this? 
it's not going to come outside of us. It's going to come from you. Amen. And you are the salt of the world. The salt of the earth, the light of the world. That's, he's made you. In a, now here's how this goes. As we walk this thing out together and we recognize who God has made us to be. Don't go chasing something that God's trying to do away with. If God used it 15 years ago and it did its time and worked its season and had its fruit and you see the thing on a decline, don't try to resuscitate something that God has just killed. Don't be a Peter. Jesus, you ain't getting this, there ain't no way you're getting crucified. Not under my watch. Jesus looks at him and says, get behind me, Satan. Hey, who was more important? To Jesus, Peter or Judas? Jesus could have not fulfilled his mandate without Judas, but he could have filled it without Peter. So the next time Judas comes, Judas came and kissed Jesus on the cheek, you might want to turn the favor. Again, we hope that today has been a blessing to you and that you have received so many great things from the ministry of Pastor Kevin West and Expression Church in Huntington, West Virginia. If you'd like more resources, all you have to do is there's two websites, kevinwest.org or expchurch.org. There you'll find many downloadable sermons, many of our live services from Huntington, and then also Pastor Kevin's newest book, Angel and Isle 3. I want to encourage you, go to those websites, and then also you can download Expression Church's app from the iTunes Store or Google Play. It's a completely free app with all of our information right there on your mobile device. Again, be blessed. Wherever you are in this world, God has called you to be the tangible, real expression of Christ in everyday real life.